and welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. We're here with your hosts, Christian and Manny. What's up, Manny? What's up? What's up, Christian? So good to be back. It's so great to get this started. Let's yes, do it. Yes, sir. So on this episode, we're going to kind of go over some of the uh, receivers' combine grades, their times, their measurements, and just how well we think they did. Um, a few more receivers in trade, free agency, and one that we probably won't get now. Um, and then a few more hypotheticals, like trade-wise, that we saw rumors of. Um, and that's pretty much all we're going to talk about on this episode today. But just to get it started, um, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State had a phenomenal combine. Phenomenal. Phenomenal combine. And <laughs> and so uh, we saw him in the 40-yard dash uh, running a 4 He's... This guy is seriously, seriously somebody who, like, for me, caught my attention. I heard a lot of talk about him. Yeah. And, you know, I was very high on him as well, but I I would rather have had Drake London at the mm-hmm. time. But I, I'm i going to say it, you know, I think Garrett Wilson might be now my favorite wide receiver after seeing him. Um, and so, for me, you have the 4-3, uh, 8, 40-yard dash, 36-inch mm-hmm. uh, vertical do- jump, um, the 36 vertical jump, the broad jump at 123. And so uh, for the 20 yard shuttle, 4.36, I really am high on Garrett Wilson. Now I just saw the way he was able to uh, route run. Um, you know, I know he's six foot and, and 183 and um, hands um, measured in at uh, nine and seven eighths. So I think I know a lot of people want their bigger, bigger body wide receivers. But if Garrett Wilson somehow falls and the Jets don't take him, because I know a lot yeah. of mocks have the Jets taking him. But um, if Garrett Wilson falls, uh, I really, really do like having him. And honestly, we were talking about this pre-show, but we want guys who want to play with Baker Mayfield. We want guys yeah. who want to be in that position, wants to be in Cleveland. And um, there's a quote that uh, – was taken from him at the draft and he said quote baker's my guy he was always a little older than me and he would come back and he coached seven on seven during the quarantine we actually threw together a couple times so i know that baker's a great player and we have a good relationship unquote that right there got a lot of browns fans fired up because you want to have a guy who won um is excited to play here you see the relationship with baker mayfield goes back deep uh i know baker um they attended the same school baker graduated in 2013 and uh garrett wilson graduated in 2019 um at lake travis high school uh and so i think there's something to be said about you know it's it's cool because when you get guys that go into your same college it's it's fine but if you know a guy that went to your same high school. It's a little bit yeah. different. You know what I mean? You spend a longer time in that, you know, school district and everything, and you know a lot about that area. So they can even, you know, whether it be off season, they can both go home, you know what I mean? To you know, yeah. together and practice more because you're still around the area. So I think that, that that cannot be overlooked, how important that is. And I think that that's one of the things that just make me made me gravitate toward Garrett Wilson uh, at 13. So I have no problems anymore about drafting it. And in fact, in, in some of my mock drafts, I might be drafting Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. at 13. Um, if Drake London is there, if they went the Drake London route, I wouldn't mind. But yeah. there's something to be had about somebody who knows about Ohio and the weather and everything that goes on there. Yeah, I'm I'm really starting to fall in love with Garrett Wilson again. Like at the beginning of all the the draft talk, I was like, yeah, Garrett Wilson's a dude. And then started watching more and more of Traylon Burks, more and more of uh, Drake London, and I'm like, yeah. okay, we need the big body receiver. I was on that train for a little bit. Like we need the big body receiver. But you know, Garrett Wilson's vertical is a 36 inch. His hands are just as big as Trey Lumberg's, and then his hands are actually bigger than yeah. Drake London's. Yeah. So I think that that actually just kind of makes him technically like a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, just because he yeah. can jump 36 inches. Um, so, I mean, that that helps him out in, in contested ball. Because, I mean, we have saw, like, I mean, go back to the Clemson 
game, like where he's jumped and he's jumped like 500 feet in the air and he just snags it yeah. on that DB. And you're just like, wow. Jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping. Yeah, and he, he just runs like such good routes. And he can catch the ball. Like, I mean, you give him the ball, he's – He's creating yardage. Like, that's just something we've not had. Like, you can throw him at the line of screen, uh, scrimmage, and he's mm-hmm. taking it 10, 15 yards. Like, we've not had that in a while. Yeah. But uh, that's who I'm he's, – he's my number one receiver now at 13. Like, if if he don't fall, I'm going to be kind of upset. Yeah, yeah. And I, think, and I think that if he does fall, I think it's almost a guarantee, uh, barring anything that happens up until the draft, I think it's almost a guarantee – that he will be taken by the Cleveland Browns. I, it's one of those things that I feel pretty high on. And yeah. once I hear his name called, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to be cheering like crazy um, because we just we just need, like you said, to echo that last statement, we need somebody who can pick up yards after the catch. That those yak yards yeah. are so important um, in the in today's NFL, and especially being able to pick up, uh, you know, um, quick quick plays that can turn into that are, you know, dig routes or something that's for five yards, but or 10 yards, you know what I mean? You can go, it can go for further. If you have the guy out there who's catching the ball, being able to fight for yards or being able to make one Mm -hmm. guy miss and pick up an extra five, six, seven, eight yards. That's really important. Um, Especially when you're having a run heavy offense, right? Like if you, you know, first and second down, you're running the ball. And then on third down, you know, it's about like third and five, four, you know what I mean? And so you can have somebody break it open. And I think that this is a huge, huge uh, deal. And I think that Andrew Barry and Kevin Savansky understand that. And they're looking at Garrett Wilson for a guy who can, who can complete that for them. Yeah. And uh, I really, I really like Garrett, but uh, another guy that I've noticed, I've watched his college tape. He can get those, the yak yards, he can um, he can break off the the ten fifteen yard catches for like fifty. I've seen it happen a ton, like in his college tape, and that's Traylon Burks. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people are saying like kind of knocking him because of his forty time. Like he ran a four five, yeah, um, and everybody's kind of like, okay, he's gonna run a four 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 three something like that. Like this dude is two hundred twenty five pounds yeah. at six yeah. two, like. That that's pretty impressive. I don't care what you say. Like if you're running a four five at two twenty five, man, that's it, it is still something that I think that he doesn't like you're saying, he doesn't really get a lot of credit for because yeah. that's a that's a big boy that's running down the field. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's it's Drake London where that weight can be dispersed because you're taller. Um yeah. with Traylon Burks being six two, you know, I he he has that kind of Debo Samuel kind of uh, a, a, a frame where you can put him uh, wherever you want on the field, maybe even yeah. run jet sweeps or whatever the case may be, because he, he he's a pure runner. He's a ball carrier kind of guy. Yeah. And so I, I understand where people are probably let down by the fact that he didn't run uh, sub four, five uh, 40 time. Um, but I think, I think still having a guy who can create his own kind of space and break tackles, um, mm-hmm. depending on how they use him. I don't know if he'll be taken at 13. Uh, I really don't think so. Obviously, even if Drake London and Garrett Wilson are um, off the board by 13, I believe yeah. the Browns will probably go Chris Olave. But uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So Traylon Burks, if he, but if he falls to the third overall pick, we we get. You know, for me, I'm I'm heavy on the uh, for picks one, two, and three. I'm heavy on wide receiver, D tackle slash edge, and then wide receiver again. So if yeah. he falls to that third pick, I I I don't have a problem with taking Traylon Burks whatsoever. Yeah, me either. But um, you know, Traylon Burks, he's there was so much hype going for him, and then it just feels like everybody's kind of just starting to knock on him, like we said. But his vert was a thirty-three inch vert. Yeah, and that's still pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but calculating that up, him and Garrett Wilson, if you put them at like the jump, they're probably about the same. Like yeah, yeah. The, the exactly. climax of the jump would probably be about the same hot. Yeah. At, and you know, even since we're talking about the combine, one guy that kind of like just really, really caught my eye was Chris Olave. Yes. Like we said, that was my guy that I thought was going to ball out, and he absolutely did. Wow. I was yeah. so hot. Uh, he, yeah. 
he ran that four three nine, which was a lot faster than I thought he would get. Uh, they measured his height at six foot. He weighed one eighty seven. His hands are nine and a half inches. Uh, his his arms are thirty one and one eighth, and his wingspan is seventy three inches and one eighth. Yeah, yeah. He so, what, it, I, when I watched his forty time live, he was flying. Dude. He was flying. And it was so effortless. Mm-hmm. And it looked like somebody who was just gliding. And he took off great acceleration. Um, I absolutely, I, I, I was absolutely blown away. And it, it made me kind of turn an eye. And I kind of saw on Twitter, I forgot who it is. I'm so sorry for the user who, who tweeted it out, but uh, it got me so hyped because they were able in their mock draft to draft both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, uh, one and uh, going for the uh, 13th and 44th overall. And I was like, I don't know how Chris Olave falls to 44, but oh yeah, uh, if that if that ever happened, I mean, my goodness, because you know, I know Garrett Wilson has that great relationship with Baker Mayfield, yeah. but Chris Olave has that great relationship with Garrett Wilson. They both went to Ohio State you know, home, like kind of homegrown-esque kind of individuals. Yeah. So if you're able to do that, that's that's like... Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say, it, like it'd be kind of like a Jarvis Odell, like I just, yeah. from the Buckeyes though. And everybody yes. would, that would be like the home, homegrown top yeah, duo yeah. right there. Yeah. Like all the Buckeye fans in Ohio would be going nuts. <laughs> Yes, I mean no, I'm not a Buckeye fan, but like I'd be going nuts if we got both of them. We got both of them. Them are two ones. Them are two yeah. number one receivers. Yes. I, I feel yes, like going forward. Yes, they are, and and that would be just like you're saying, Odell and Jarvis. That would literally be like them going from LSU to the Saints, and yeah. it, it just sounds so perfect. It sounds so crazy. It sounds so uh, unreal. But if that if that happened, um, yeah, you know. You never know. You 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 really never know. Which we didn't think JOK was going to make it. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever we exactly. That that's, a, that's a very that's a very good point. That is a very good point. Once yeah. we got Greg News, I love Greg News, but once we got him, I was like, oh, JOK, JOK is not, yeah. not a chance. But then when he was there on the board, I'm like, oh, please, please, yeah, steal, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, Crystal Love it. Yeah, and you know, just there's another guy that we've been talking a lot about at 13 and that's Drake London. He really didn't do much at the combine. I know that they measured him. That was pretty much it. Um, he's a little bit shorter than I thought. Yeah. They said he's like six, three and seventh of like, he's almost six, four. Uh, he weighed two nineteen. His hands are nine and three eighths, 33 inch arms. And his wingspan is 77 and three fourths. Yeah. Well, they, you know, does this, and I have a question for you about Drake London, um, you know, and some of the, some of the receivers that get their 40 time done at another place or during their pro day, do you think that uh, with this trend, do you think that you will give more of a, of a pass to or how much credibility would you give to wide receivers who are getting their 40 time or running backs are getting their 40 time during their pro day or where they're comfortable versus at the NFL draft? Do you think that there would be something, you know, uh, would you give them cause to pause? Because I know a lot of scouts yeah. are, 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 are kind of looking for everything uh, for any reason to say, hey, you know, maybe you have showing some mental weakness because you want to be more comfortable or running your 40. Like, yeah. I, So would you would you would that give you cause to pause or do you think that it doesn't um, necessarily matter? Here's how I look at it. When you're, when you're considered the best of that class, you can only hurt yourself by Mm -hmm. doing that. That's Mm -hmm. how I look at it because what happened to Traylon Burks, he ran a slower 40 than what everybody thought he was going to. And now everybody's starting to knock him. They're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he's, he's a second round receiver late first. Mm -hmm. Cause there for a while we were all considering him at 13. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was, I was really big on Traylon. Yes, I was. Yes, I'm I was. still big on Traylon, but like, yeah, but not at 13. I, think now. <laughs> that, I mean, if his if he goes off at his pro day, then I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Drake London, probably a smart move. Probably didn't want to run that 40 because mm-hmm. everybody's expecting him to run like a four four or four five. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you've got guys like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson who just ran below a four four. Yeah. 
And then, which there's a ton of guys below four four this year. There, there were a lot. There, there I think there's ten. Yes, yeah, it was so, a record for the for the wide receivers to how many people ran below uh, four five. Yeah, and you know that I just think that that it, it saved face for Drake London if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you can't really knock him for that not having that forty because like you can't compare it. So when he runs it at his pro day, that's when you'll get a more accurate. Because I mean, you can run a faster pro or forty at your pro day than you will at the combine or vice versa. Yeah. Just you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that taking an extra time for that ankle to heal uh, just a little bit more, you know, just to, yeah. to practice on form and coming out of of uh, of your of your stance and trying to run the fastest possible each day uh, of practice and repetition helps. So I do believe that this extra time will help him. And I I think that he wants if you want to get the fastest time you can do that yeah you know, especially he's he's going to be a very uh, he's going to be a first round wide receiver taken so oh, yeah. I think that it 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 doesn't hurt him to not do that um, so I think I, I I think he chose the right move yeah to be completely honest yeah it saved face like I mean the if you're a second third round fourth round like a later pick. Yep. You need to go to the combine because you can boost your draft stock. Yep. Like people like Zach Wilson, like these these quarterbacks you've not really heard of. Like they went to the combine, balled out. Yes, and yes. just like there are people, some people like need to go to the combine because it boosts their draft stock. Because like absolutely. honestly, absolutely, if Zach Wilson did the combine and the uh, his pro day, I'd have probably never we'd have even thought about him being in the yeah. first round. And then he kind of yeah. he he did pretty good at his. Pro day and yeah, yeah, combine, they, so. they they caused a lot of attention, and I think one of the guys the for the the combine who helped out, I mean Christian Christian Watson from North Dakota State wide receiver, completely took advantage oh, yeah. of the moment of the NFL combine. I I believe um, uh, he in in my personal opinion he blew me away. He was one of the he was one of the people who probably raised their draft stock the most out of the wide receivers. Yes. Uh, you know, 6'4 height, 208 pounds, uh, ran a 4'3", 6'40". That is the seventh fastest 40 time uh, for this year's combine of wide receivers. And I he he was flying, and he is another guy who's just running effortlessly. So, Which we've been talking about him on the podcast a little bit, too. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. You're and, you're and, big on him before this combine, and I, I was still. I mean, I was looking into him, and I was like, okay, I can buy myself into this because he's a big body. For and sure. then went off at the combine. I mean, dude had a thirty-eight and a half inch vertical. Yeah, with him being six four, dude. That I the, I don't think there's a corner <laughs> in the league that can contest with him jumping straight up in the air and going a, at a ball. Yeah. No. No. And I and I and and honestly. I think for a guy who had one of the longest broad jumps ever, yeah, uh, it, it, it's just a part of me is like, man, I'm I'm happy for him, but then I'm like, darn, he's definitely not falling to where I would like to pick him up. Yeah, um, like we were talking about getting him like the fifth, the sixth. Now we're gonna have to if we're gonna get him, we're gonna have to get him into the third. Like, yes, yeah. or if he yeah. even makes it to the third, now like, yeah, you just don't know how teams look at players. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's and it's it's unfortunate. It really is, and it's like, man, I will say, however, if we are able, if he falls somehow, if he falls to, I know there's a lot of great uh, offensive linemen, a lot of great uh, defensive linemen, and, and edge rushers, and, and there's mm-hmm. some corners mixed sprinkled in there, and I think that uh, for teams that need a quarterback, they'll try to get their they're trying to trade up and get their quarterbacks, but. Yeah. If there's a chance that he falls, um, I know one of my mock drafts, this is before, obviously, the great combine that he had, he mm-hmm. fell to the fifth round. And I was like, that's a steal. That's a yeah. steal. I, went, I went three wide receivers in that, <laughs> in that mock draft because I'm like, I, I can't have, I just can't have Christian Watson on the board. But, but I don't mind them uh, taking Christian Watson or even trading up to a couple of spots just to get Christian yeah. Watson with their third overall pick. I mean, their third part. <laughs> Taking him at number three, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like I, I really, I started really liking this Christian Watson kid. Like, I mean, the big body, which yep. we need big receivers in Cleveland. And if we imagine if we get Garrett Wilson in the first, 
whoever would get in the second, and then Christian Watson in the third be maybe the fourth. Yeah. So we got two picks in the third now and two picks in the fourth. Exactly. So exactly. That I wouldn't put it past them to be able to pull that off. Yeah. And that would be that would be that would be amazing. And you know, with all these like rookie receivers that we'll pro- we'll we'll end up with two, I think, out of this draft class. And uh, speaking of like just these rookie ones, you gotta have veteran leadership. Yes. And it looks like Juice is on his way out of Cleveland. I think yes. that they, they're meeting or have met. We've just not really heard anything because I don't think Juice wants to restructure. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that's possibly getting released in Dallas. Oh yes, his name's Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, twenty-seven years old, six-one. Like I think for me, a guy who can produce that well, you know, especially in a big, especially in a bigger market, I I would love to get Amari Cooper. Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder what his asking price is. Um, I wonder what it's going to be, but I think. I think we have to get him as soon as possible just because mm-hmm. I know a lot of teams are going to be – a lot of teams want him. A lot of teams want oh, him. Oh, yeah. There will be a lot of teams knocking at the door to get him. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably have to overpay a little bit. But, you know, his his resume just speaks for itself. Dude, I did not realize – I feel like Amari Cooper's been in the league 150 years now, and he's only 27. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's possibly yeah. going to turn 28 before the league year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've not looked at his birthday, but he already has 7,000 yards, 46 touchdowns, and he's had a lot of he's had a lot of injury problems throughout his career. Just but just to have those stats with all those injuries, man, that's pretty impressive. It 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 really is, and I think that if you're looking at a guy like him, and you're saying, how does he, you know? fit into the offense for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that he can stretch the field for you. And honestly, with the contract, if you let Jarvis walk and you just replace his contract with uh for and give it to Amari Cooper's, the yep. 16 million, and you know, throw a little bit extra cash at him. I think yep. I think I think he'll be totally fine with that. I really I really do. You know, there won't be too much wear and tear on his body as he gets a little bit older in age. But at the same time we pick up uh, um, uh, I believe we're picking up two wide receivers in the draft. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. But, you know, he could be a great veteran uh, influence on those two wide receivers that yeah. we get, you know, through the draft. So I think, you know, to your point, you know, you don't really want to have – no offense, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but it was just such – the whole OBJ situation left such a sour taste in your mouth yeah. that if you even have Jarvis there as your veteran leader, it's like mm-hmm. Jarvis is literally the man's best friend. Like we yeah. all know that, so it's like I'm sorry, Jarvis, but I'm not gonna say it to his face when we let him go. But it's like, but I know behind the scenes, you know, you're his, you're his, you're his boy. We're not gonna pay you 16 million to be a veteran mentor. Um, yeah. And you have a huge tie to Odell, and it's like, all right, I'll let you walk, but then I'll bring in a guy like Amari Cooper, two fresh wide receivers, yeah. and you know, you've already reamped your wide receiver room. Yeah, because that as long as he's in Cleveland, that's going to be the narrative. Yes. Um, which I mean, kind of like the open sixteen year, Corey Coleman and Deshaun Kaiser, they were both the face of that. Like yes. that, when you think of that, it's you think of Hugh Jackson, Deshaun Kaiser, and Corey Coleman. That's who I think of every time I think of open sixteen. I just think of those three guys. Yeah. And you had to get rid of. We got rid of the Kaiser. We got rid of Coleman. And then we eventually got rid of Hugh, and you just don't really think about it as much anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Because once you get the faces out, then you just don't think about it as much because there's not that reminder there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think that that would be, I think that would be very refreshing for the Browns to have Mari Cooper, Garrett Wilson, uh, whether it be a Sky Moore or a Christian Watson or whoever yeah. you pick up with your third or, or Chris Olave, I can keep saying it. I can say it, maybe it'll come true. But and yeah, then um, DPJ and Anthony Schwartz, because I think I've heard rumors about uh, the Browns letting Rashard Higgins walk. So yeah. it's like it's it, that seems like a very oh, one of my favorite wide receiver rooms in the NFL already. You know, yeah. you have guys that you really like. A lot of people are high on Garrett Wilson. A lot of people are high on Chris Olave. You know, you get those two guys 
Ohio State. I have no idea how it's going to happen, but yeah, it already turns into one of my favorite wide receiver rooms in the NFL. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent. That'd be an elite group here in about two years. Yeah, three for years. sure. For, I mean, for sure. For you'd sure. have DPJ on his last year of his contract in two years. Um, then you'd have Schwartz. Hopefully, Schwartz can develop. Yes. I want to see him become that McCole Hardman for us. Yes, yes. He's got the yes. speed, too. He's yes. got the same height. And he was pretty good at, at Auburn, but like his knock was like catching the football. Yes. I know that's weird for a receiver, but like, you know, I, the Chiefs game right off the bat, dude, he had 70 something yards. And I was like, okay, we got to steal. Like, this kid's going to be good. And then you just never heard of him after the, uh, yeah, after when he stopped running that route and it got picked. Um, he just kind of, it felt like he wasn't on the field as much. I guess they yeah. kind of put him in the dog kennel for that. Um, but yeah. What what how would you feel how would you feel about uh, just a, a quick side question? But are there any other free agent guys that wide receivers that you would like uh, to to bring in for the Browns just as like a like a like a mentor role or any guys that that, that yeah that, two that come to mind? Um, I like Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, really yeah, like yeah. him. He's fast. Yeah. He's I mean he's thirty. He's been to a team. He's been on a team that went to the Super Bowl yeah. with the 49ers, and I just really like I like his style of play, and I think that would help yeah. Schwartz. But yeah. another guy is one that's probably going to hit the market here pretty soon. He plays for the Bills Mafia and has for a little bit, and uh, and Cole Beasley. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's a tougher guy. You know, I know he's 32, but you know he's a tougher guy who's obviously played in cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, like really, really cold weather. So it's like you know, um, uh, the situation when it comes to just being a, a very tough uh, a slot receiver over the middle taking hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I would not mind a guy that's very reliable, like yeah. easily. And I don't think that he'll be that expensive either. So, yeah. um, you know, you look at a situation like that. And you, you know, kind of raise an eyebrow uh, at it and say, you know, it, it's something to monitor for sure. Uh, obviously, the Chris Godwin, you know, kind of guys are out there as well. Uh, 26 years old for, for, for Godwin. And I think, um, you know, personally, I don't know if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady comes out of retirement, goes back to the Bucks, I, yeah. the, then their receivers are staying put. Uh, they'll find a way to do that. And I know Tom Brady is not the, uh, uh, not, a, not not going to take a pay cut just to have those guys stay. So, yeah. um, but if he doesn't come back, then I believe that those wide receivers are going to be on the market and they're going to be looking for ways to make money, but still be on a very competitive football team. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that uh, the Brown. I mean, I saw where Bleacher Report um, rumored that the Browns are going to uh, they're going to keep tabs on Amari Cooper now. Um, yep. They were going to keep Mike Williams on their radar, but it looks like he's going to get franchise tagged if he don't sign an extension. Um, they're going to keep tabs on Calvin Ridley, and um, it looks like they're going to keep tabs on Chris Godwin as well. So I, I'd be fine with any of those receivers, honestly. Um, so, But if you could just pick one out of that group of receivers that I just listed, who would you pick? I me personally, I like Amari Cooper a lot, uh, mm. just because of what he has done in his career up yeah. until this point. And to be honest with you, I know uh, that you know when you're looking at a guy that's going to be your number wide receiver number one, you want a very very like a guy that knows he's wide receiver one. Yeah. Right? So like, I think Amari Cooper has no problem being in that role. And mm-hmm. I think that takes pressure off of Garrett Wilson and takes pressure off of whoever you would get as your 13th overall wide receiver. And I, uh, I, I like that helps out the rookies a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a guy coming into your locker room, you're both going to be experiencing the Cleveland Browns together. Um, a guy that you bring in, and so just saying, hey, this is how I do things. This is how I set things up. And you're both going to be learning it together. I know there's advantages to having a guy who's already been on that team for a while. And then you go there and uh, you learn from them and learn their way. But I know Jarvis can can give that. But I don't know 
I, I hate to question his character and question how much he would be enthusiastic about uh, teaching these young kids and bringing them in and, 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 and showing him the Cleveland Brown way, but he's going to be doing it for 16 million. And I personally don't like that, but so yeah. I like Amari, I like Amari Cooper personally. He's, he's one of the guys that I, I would really like um, yeah. as a, as a, as a wide receiver one, but also a veteran that can show them and I'll learn with them uh, some of the plays and some of the schemes that the Cleveland Browns run. Yeah. And you know, going back to like Calvin Ridley and comparing him to Amari Cooper, they're the same age. Yes. And yeah. I, I really did not think that. I thought Amari Cooper was a lot older until yeah. I started like, really yeah. digging in. I feel like yeah. he's been in the league 900 years, as I said yeah. earlier. Yeah. 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 Um, but Calvin Ridley, he has 3,342 yards and I think 20 something, t- 28 touchdowns in yeah. his career. Yeah. And I think last year really hurt his like reputation with the. The mental health thing, like he said, it was yeah. mental health. But it, yeah. the more and more it looks like it's he just wants out of Atlanta. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's all it was. Yes, he wants out of Atlanta, and I think that's kind of a knock on him right now. And, yeah, yeah. And next year, he's still on his rookie deal at twenty-seven. Yes. So he's a little bit older for a receiver still yes. to be on his rookie yeah. deal. And, yeah. You know, I don't know if Andrew Barry wants that because I've noticed he wants the younger, more efficient. Like, that's yes. how he rolls. Um, so I think Amari Cooper would probably be – that's probably somebody AB's probably jumping up and down. He's like, we got to get this guy in Cleveland. Yeah. If I got to guess, like, it's going to be full on, like, going after Amari. Absolutely. And, and and obviously, Calvin Ridley is a stud, and he does he does produce. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that one year with, with, with Julio Jones, 2020, um, going back 2020, not – technically last year because he didn't play a lot last year but um 20 20 90 receptions you know 1300 yards nine touchdowns it's like mm-hmm. that's a year that like you like you said earlier it's a year without austin hooper but uh yeah. so but um you know he'll be he'll turn 28 december 20th and he, he just he just tweeted yesterday uh, uh march 4th uh, in the evening and just said football is life yeah. so uh kind of dispelling in a way any rumors that he doesn't want to play football anymore or that team shouldn't go after him because does he want to play? But then he tweeted that and, uh, you know, got positive responses, got negative responses because people were like, okay, well, you know, is it really life though? Or, you know, what, what's going on with your situation? Did you just say all of that? Did you pull like a, a, a Ben Simmons because you just didn't want to be there and you said yeah. mental health and it's like, that's not a good look either. So uh, it it is definitely a toss-up. It is definitely a situation that uh, needs to be uh, kind of, you know, watched and observed. But me personally, if I had to choose between Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper, I, I'll go Amari Cooper. You know what yeah. I mean? If you feel a guy is been in the league for a really long time and producing for a really long time. And then you find out they're really young. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> that means they've been doing a lot. They've been making yeah. a lot of noise. So Amari Cooper would be personally my choice uh, out of all of those guys. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed about Amari Cooper, it's not like he's, well, she's been in two different systems and he's thrived in them. Like, I mean, he was really good in, for the Raiders and then really yeah. good for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, why can't you do that for the Browns, you know? Get us yeah, that best absolutely. receiver since we've had since like Josh Gordon or yes, even yes. going farther back, like you know, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is something for them to for sure keep an eye on. And and I would love, I would love to have Amari Cooper. I would love to have him. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's just a good time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. I think because uh, there's a lot of possibility out there of us acquiring a lot of good talent. Yes, and yes. there's been some like trade speculations too that there's. Yeah. And one of them that I saw was Matt Onidas or Iodidas or however you want to say it from the Ionidas, uh, yeah, Matt Ionidas. <laughs> from the now Washington Commanders. Commanders. Um, and it was oh, the Browns so. offer <laughs> the Browns offer a fifth round pick for Matt. So how do you feel about that trade speculation? I, so, so for those of you who don't know, Matt Ioannidis, uh, 6'3", 310 pounds. He's 28 years old. Uh, last year had 38 combined tackles, 2.5 sacks. What I think bringing in Matt Ioannidis does is, okay, you have a veteran presence on the line. 
you have a guy who I, I'm huge on weather and where you're playing. I know yeah. that at a professional level, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't, but I don't want guys who are going to complain about playing by the lake or playing in cold weather or playing whatever that may have you. I like guys like Matt Ioannidis. Uh, so a veteran presence on the line is going to not make you like landlocked when it comes to picking up a defensive tackle uh, with your second pick. And I think that I'm under running under the impression that that's going to happen. But if you do get a Matt Ioannidis for a fifth round pick, okay, what that does is all right now you can focus on if with your second pick, a Crystal Lave drops or a, uh, a Jamison Williams and you've been, you know, hey, maybe I can get this guy. I already have Amari Cooper. Like if you get Amari Cooper, then you draft Garrett Wilson and then Jamison yeah. Williams falls. You can say, hey, I can wait for Jamison Williams to be ready. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's week six or week seven. They're projecting that he'll be fully healthy and ready to go. Yeah. So if it's a guy like that you want to take a gamble on and you say, hey, if it wasn't for that, ACL he had playing in the national championship game. Okay, well, he would be the first wide receiver taken, or arguably you could be taking him at 13. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, he has a talent. We could take a gamble on him. And so bringing in a guy like Matt Ioannidis, I personally do like that trade. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fifth-round pick, and I think that since you have the extra picks in the draft already to begin with, it's yeah. like I can, I can send that away. I personally love love that trade. I know a yeah. couple of got a couple of people over Twitter also said the same thing, kind of like echoed that sentiment. A lot of people said they don't really know too much about him to make that trade, but mm -hmm. I personally like Matt Ioannidis. And if they did decide to do that, go back. Yeah, route. and with the defensive tackle being a really big need for us next year, getting a veteran, proven veteran, uh, dude, he's a he's a tank. Let's just yes. let's just admit it. He's a yeah. tank yeah. on the front four. You put him in there with Miles Garrett. Um, I was gonna say Jadavion Clowney, but we don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, but getting him on that same defensive line with Miles Garrett on the interior side of it, that would be amazing. And the fifth round pick, like the chances of you hitting on a fifth round pick, yeah, they're slimmer and slimmer. Like I'm not saying you can't hit on a fifth round pick because Andrew Barry has done a phenomenal job drafting so far. Yes, yes. And like I mean, his last two. Six round picks. I feel like he's like just hit out of the ballpark with the six round picks. He's um, he's done very well in, in 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 later rounds of the draft. That is for sure. Yeah, and I just I feel like if you can get a proven vet at a position that you really need, like Matt Ionitis or yeah, I'm not even gonna try to say it again. No, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was good. That was right. right yeah, <laughs> but uh, if you can make that trade, you got to make it happen. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I feel like it's not going to be like too too crazy. I'd no, say about no. six seven million. Is that right? Yeah, he yeah he has he has one year uh, six point nine million left on his contract. So that wouldn't even be that bad because you're getting a proven veteran, and then the defensive class in the draft is. I don't, I don't want to diss on anybody, but it's not the the deepest defensive tackle class. There's yeah yeah. I think it's, it's top heavy. As yes. you, as we said earlier, yes, yeah. Um, so I think if, that that'd be a really smart move to do. Is getting for sure, especially if Jordan Davis and Devontae White are off the board uh, before your second pick. Uh, I think that this would uh, be a smart move, and Andrew Barry has shown that they like to get guys on kind of one year deals, kind of proven yep. deals, and bring them in. You're bringing them in for a drop in the bucket, you know, yeah. seven million dollars. Uh, plug up the hole and we'll get what you know you can get a guy if you really like him you can get a, a you know go wide receiver wide receiver then wait till the third pick to get a defensive tackle but honestly I think that if they re-signed Davion Clowney they would have no problem bringing in Matt Ioannidis because it's like okay I like what I have on the line it shows yeah. that it can work but we just need a defensive tackle um, that can like stay healthy and show that they can produce and yeah. we, and just a run stopper and but something that we don't have to 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 utilize a high draft pick for right yeah and and so especially in this draft you want to potentially save some picks for wide receivers who are just gonna for whatever reason fall and you can yeah. pick up guys you really really like because that's that is a glaring glaring need uh for the cleveland browns is if you have a wide two a wide receiver that you like you have to go get him so matt Ioannidis, i like him you know 40 career starts 
he has yeah. 24.5 sacks and 175 tackles. So yeah, I think he's a good fit. And I think that if you address, if you get, if you get Matt and then you sign like a, a proven veteran for the defensive tackle position, you've already got two guys on the roster in yep. Jordan Phillips and Tommy Togia. Um, you just, if you really truly believe in these guys, yeah, you keep them too. You get those two, the two veterans and Matt yeah. and whoever you want to sign. Yeah. Uh, you run that rotation right there. There'll be some other guys that'll be floating in. You'll probably get a little lighter traffic. Yeah. Hopefully we bring him back as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, just going forward with that, like at the second round, like you can go best player available. Yeah. Cause like pretty much if we get, if we keep clowny, we do that. We get the veteran D tackles. We really don't have a huge hole to fill. Yeah. Other yeah. than receiver. And yeah. you're going to address that through free agency, maybe through trade and yeah. the draft. Like your 13th pick is most definitely, I would say about 90% sure, 95% sure that that's going to be a receiver. Yes. Yes. So yes. I, 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 I truly agree. And I think that that would be best case scenario. I personally, that's one of the few trades that have been proposed over the internet um, that mm-hmm. has been going uh, uh, sort of viral that I am actually all for. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually all for that. I really, it makes sense like across the board. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And there was one that you were telling me before the show, it involved yeah. two running backs. Yes. Yes. There was a suggested trade. Uh, I think it was, I'm not sure. I don't want to quote anybody wrong, so I'm not going to say who it was, but if one of the listeners remembers, they can tweet it out. But uh, for Saquon Barkley, uh, for Kareem Hunt, just kind of like a straight up, straight up kind of trade. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Browns would have to give up uh, another, uh, I think it's a, a second or a third um, for that as well. But because Saquon was a little bit younger, and I think yeah. that to me, uh, you know, I want to hear from you first, and then I'll, I'll kind of chime in afterward. What do you think yeah. about that kind of deal? I know Saquon Barkley is uh, is injury prone, but uh, you know, people can argue the same thing about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, um, I know that Saquon and Baker, when they were doing the Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year race, you know, they're kind of they're kind of boys, they're kind of close. Um, but there's also that history with Odell and Saquon. So what what, what do you what do you think about all of that? If I'm Andrew Barry and they call me from the New York Giants and offer me Saquon Barkley for Kareem Hunt and a, you said a second or third? Third, yep. I'm laughing in their face and hanging up the phone. Ain't no way. Kareem Hunt is a dog. <laughs> he would start on, I would guarantee, about 75% of the teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, you can argue with me all day. He's still a top 10 running back in the league. Yeah. I would even say top eight. Um, yeah. You put him in the number one role. And we have him in the number two, and I think that's just what makes him so much more special. Yeah. Plus, he loves Cleveland. Yes. The offense thrives when he's there, and yeah, like when he's in the like the receiving back role, the it's it's a GG because you've got to cover him because he's just as good as any receiver we got. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's explosive, man. Like he he's out for very, like, heads, very bro. When he when he gets the ball, man, you better watch out. He's taking he's taking names, he's taking yards, mm-hmm. taking touchdowns, hurdling guys. Dude, insane. Like once we get him back, our offense is gonna be clicking again. Like I think that was the missing piece. I've said that a few times. I think once we get him back, Nick Chubb's gonna be able to run a little bit better. Yeah. Not saying that Nick Chubb was running bad, but no, you'll no, just no, get no, a no. more explosive Nick Chubb. Yeah, that yeah. He, he he can get some rest on a certain a couple of downs, and uh, I think that. That's what that's what makes the Cleveland Browns so deadly, right? Like it's just yeah. it's, it's the simple fact that uh, you're not putting them. You know, I know a lot of people want, oh, Nick Chubb, I want him to be a third down every down back. Well, no, like if you if you if you can interchangeably bring guys in and out for uh, for downs to get a little bit of wind, you're yeah. getting basically instead of progressively going throughout the game and being fatigued. Mm-hmm. You're virtually at like a hundred percent for the next snap. You know what I mean. You're just taking a taking a quick wind and then going right back in there. You know, after a big run, you don't have to give it back to Nick Chubb. But you can give it to Cream Hunt and be perfectly competent to keep the drive going, right? Oh, yeah. and, and and we're even lucky enough to even have Darren Johnson in the in the third downback role. So I think you touched on a huge point there as well. Is I am not going to trade. Um, 
Cream Hunt for Saquon Barkley when Cream Hunt really, really loves Cleveland. Yeah. He loves the running back room. He gets along with Nick Chubb. Like I don't, I don't trade guys like that. And especially nowadays, lately, one thing that has been glaring to me is you want guys in Cleveland who want to be in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's the hometown kid. He yeah. loves Cleveland. Like he absolutely loves being there. Like he'll even like when he's out on the field. Like you just see him smiling. Like when he's in Cleveland, because he's just so happy that he's a Cleveland Brown. And, and it's it's something that you know, I you know I, I I can't you know confirm or deny anything too. But you know Saquon Barkley went to a high school near my hometown in Easton, Pennsylvania. He went to Whitehall High School, and uh-huh. uh, I had a lot of people who knew um, of Saquon and were close to him. And 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 when he was coming out of the draft, and it was uh, first and second uh, overall. You know, he was like, if I had my choice, I'd rather go to New York than Cleveland. So it's like, I, I don't know, that's still stuck. That's what, you know, some of his, his friends allegedly said that he, that he said. And I think, um, you know, even that in and of itself, I don't mean to hold it against him, but like, it's just something that's like, okay, well, if somebody in his inner circle is saying that he said that, I don't want mm-hmm, it. Yeah. Again, I don't want any guys who don't want to come to Cleveland. I think I want guys who want to be here and want to play, want to work hard. And uh, don't who cares about the weather? I don't care about where I'm living. I'm, I want to play football. So yeah, like and even going back to just Saquon, like he's he's so injury prone, man. Like yeah, he's not. Yeah. I don't think he's had a, like a full season where he's played healthy since like his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Kareem's been hit and miss with us, but like the yeah. first year he was with us, he was suspended because of the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, and then balled out, and then started off really well, which he played most of the year for twenty twenty. Yeah, he, he did, he did. It was Chubb that went out for a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. and they both been when they're on the field together, man. Like it's dangerous. It, like you it, go back to that game. Chicago game last year. Yes, Nick Chubb was not getting a go in that first half. Yeah, we threw Kareem Hunt in there, man. He was running over people, jumping over them, scoring it, touchdowns. It's. It is not. I feel sorry for the rest of the league because it's not fair. It yeah. is not fair that we're able to uh, take out running back one and insert him with running back one point five two <laughs> one point two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. literally, literally, and it's like it's 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 it doesn't matter what what yeah. what do you want and when do you want it, you know? And then all of a sudden on national television, you get Dearness Johnson. Um, you know, we literally put the game on his back and he does what he does. So yeah. I, I I don't I don't. I don't want to mess up that camaraderie whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like Nick Chubb's Batman. I would say Kareem Hunt is now not wing because yeah, 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 he's a yeah, dog. Yeah. Uh, and then Dearness <laughs> the Johnson would probably be Robin. Yes. And yes. then Dearness is, uh, he's on his way. He's on his he's way. On his you way. Know, he's for on his sure. way. For sure. And he's, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like, I love Dearness Johnson and I want him to get a bag. I saw him uh, on uh, some of the, 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 the Cleveland Brown videos. Uh, so I think. Uh, building the Browns, you know, hearing his story, it's amazing. I want him to make his money, make get his bag. And I think that at the end of the season, um, at the end of next season, if he still produces again, that I think that we'll, we're going to do him kind of like a like a like a favor, so, uh, quote unquote, um, by saying, "Hey, where do you want to go? Uh, where yeah. give me your five destinations that you would like to go, and we'll try to make a, a, a trade happen so that you can make get the bag and, and things like that. So I think, I think that's definitely really interesting. Uh, but I, 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 I'm going to say no to that Saquon hunt uh, for a Saquon uh, cream trade. Um, that is not that that's something that I'm not interested in. Oh, I'm not either, man. Because I don't think Saquon's ego would let him be the number two. No, 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 no way. Not and there would just be that'd be something you don't want in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want any of that. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want any more drama. I don't want any of that. Send him somewhere else. You know, we don't. We yeah. Don't, no. Yeah, we don't want that. We're trying to get that out right now. So <laughs> because that's what literally killed the season last year was all yeah. that crap. Yeah. But, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and there was another trade that we saw on Twitter, and it was might have been the worst trade I've ever saw in my life. Yes. Yes, it and was. It was very bad. <laughs> yeah, do you want, do you got the info on? Yeah, that so so it's per heavy. Uh, this is a, you know we liked one of the trades uh, for heavy sports, but not the not this one. Um, this one was a, uh, a trade with the Packers and the Browns. It would yeah. require it would send Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to the Cleveland Browns, and uh-huh. the Cleveland Browns would send Baker Mayfield, Donovan Peoples Jones, three first round picks, 
and one second round pick to the Packers. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I want to, I want to just say a couple of things. Um, I, for, for me, for this trade personally, at first, I really, really did not like this, but if you, and I still don't, if, however, if you can guarantee me, what would make me think about it is if you can guarantee that I can get both of those guys and keep them in Cleveland for minimum of three seasons. Mm -hmm. If they both would want to stay in Cleveland and, 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 and play there, Aaron Rodgers is 38 right now. His birthday is in December. Devontae Adams is 29. His birthday is also in December. So going into next season, 2023, going into uh, the season after next season, um, he'll be 39, then 40, then 41. Uh, so if you can guarantee me that he's going to stay there for three years for both of them, uh -huh. I, can, I, can, I, can, I can think about it. But signing and trading for, for, for like trading a guy um, that has one year left on his contract that can literally leave. Yeah. Like after the season, he can like Aaron Rodgers can leave and say, are you traded for me? Devontae's here. Great. But I'm leaving like still. And so I just don't like the drama that surrounds Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't like the uncertainty of him being on this team um, long term and he can retire when he wants to. And I think to just trade away all of those picks, first round picks for, for a for the foreseeable future, um, mm -hmm. and to have people on Brown's Twitter to actually back it up and say, "Hey, I really, really like this. I really, really like that." Um, it's it's still it's still weird to me. It's still crazy to me. And that's yeah. not counting the fact that Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams is going to want the bag. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, both of those players are phenomenal players. Yes, uh, but it's just the trading three first round picks. For a 30, 38, 39 year old quarterback that's threatened retirement for the past two years. Yes. And yeah. Devontae Adams, love him, but you know, he'd want twenty oh to twenty five million dollars a year. Oh my goodness. That's kinda that's wild. Plus you'd have that big Aaron Rodgers contract that he'd want to play in Cleveland. Yes. Um, you know, it's just it's I mean, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, they've both backed. They they came out and said, Baker's the quarterback coming in 2022. That's your guy. Yeah. Um, I know that they've not signed any extension or even talked about an extension, which I don't blame them. They probably want to see him at least yeah. six yeah. to eight weeks, see how he's doing. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I say that's when you'll know. That's how long it'll take you to know yes. Baker's the guy. But yep. Going back to that trade, I, I just don't think it's even – reasonable to even think about like I mean I would love Aaron Rodgers in Cleveland like Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the league yeah yeah very and, sensational like I just I don't think that that's just even reasonable to think about that's just how I think about it yeah and and obviously they're great in cold weather and I think that yeah but it's it's, it's just it's just one of those things where I'm giving up my future um, I know people yeah. would consider it a, a, a blockbuster trade, but mm -hmm. if even if you don't like Baker Mayfield, next year is a year that is so abundant for the quarterback market via mm -hmm. draft and via free agency. Uh, well, you, you, you think about you know Russell Wilson and, uh -huh. and, and Aaron Rodgers being an actual free agent, so they could go wherever they would like to go. You don't have mm -hmm. to trade anything for them. You're on a, a team-friendly deal with Baker. There's guys yep. coming out of the draft. It's like, why would you trade away your leverage, right, mm -hmm. um, a season early when you could potentially, even if you wanted Aaron Rodgers, you could potentially, and he stays healthy or whatever, you know, what's one year to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, especially in today's quarterback you know with with that with the health and everything and what's the what's the difference for one year you know if you just see feel baker mayfield out yeah. you know what i mean and uh so i have a question for you just a side question but like mm -hmm. if even if i just thought about this but even if you're still on the fence with baker mayfield would you after the season i say he you know the Browns go to the playoffs. They win a playoff game. They maybe maybe win two playoff games, um, and uh, maybe they say the Browns win the division. And Baker throws for 
4,000 yards. Still has a couple of, of, of interceptions, um, but with his new wide receiver crew, um, looks really looks really good. Maybe throws a lot of interceptions yeah. to try to get used to. Would you be opposed to uh, if you can't figure out what he wants the contract? Would you would you say how about I just give you a contract now, nah, like a twenty six twenty seven million dollar contract uh, for about one year, like a high like a high number, but for another yeah. one year deal. Um, I know from Baker's camp, they'll probably say, well, no, we want some certainty. We want whatever, but it's like, yeah, you know, would you, would you think about doing that or would you just think about letting him go? Or would you think about after a season that's pretty good, but still yeah. is like on the fence, would you send sign him long-term? What do you think? About so that? I think Andrew Barry is a really intelligent guy. If he's still uncertain, but like Baker balls out. Let's say he does do the four thousand. Let's say he has the best year of his career next yeah. year. Yeah. If Andrew Barry's still uncertain about it, some of these deals he's been signing these players to, like John Johnson, mm-hmm. they've been really like top heavy that first year. They'll get paid, and then yeah. after that year, it's kind of just like incentive money. Yeah. Uh, just kind of moved around money. Yeah. It's pushed back. So I could see them doing that, like doing like a three year deal, where right. the first year's like pretty much all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, they can get out of it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like how Jarvis Landry's contract is like this year. Like yeah. How it's like a cap hit of like $1.5 million yes. if we cut him or trade him. Yeah. And then the other 15 is like good or the other yeah. 14 and whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that you, that you, the ascent, the incentive money is something that I didn't think about. But that's, that's a very good point because what it does now is if Baker, you know, give him a, give him a, if he balls out this year, next year, that three-year contract, top-heavy, he'll make a lot of money. Yeah. But if he doesn't do that well, you can trade him, and his contract is friendly to another team, and or um, you can keep him and say, "Hey, well, you're for your second year of the contract. It's pretty much all <laughs> incentive-based. You know, you know, uh, a large yeah. percent of it is is incentive-based, and you know, Baker can come back uh, and and do well. But I, you know." I hate to keep switching the subject on Baker, but it, it has a lot to do with him because oh, it's yeah, Rogers like, trade. But like if if he if if with a chip on his shoulder this offseason, I truly believe that yeah. he'll he'll ball out and he'll yeah. put the ball in Cleveland's court and say, All right, create another commotion because you know he's gonna ball out, he's gonna do really well, and then Cleveland fans are gonna say, Hey, you know, he's really good. Let's say we ride with six. Yeah, we ride with six. And then people were like, Well, this is a fluke year, it's his wide receivers, all this other yeah. stuff. So it's like it's going to create more commotion. I just see it happening. I feel it happening. And I know that's yeah. something that's going to probably happen. Uh, or he might have a mediocre year, but then the Browns go to the AFC Championship game. And yeah. then teams are going to be play, fans are going to be like, well, we went to the AFC Championship game. And they're going to be like, well, it was a mediocre year. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know. But going back to Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a Super Bowl in 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, and he's had some really stout teams. I know that the thing there for a while was like, hey, they've not drafted him a receiver. He's had the best receiver in the league for two years now. Yeah, two or yeah. three years now. Yeah, um, the defense. They went out and paid the defense. The defense yeah. has been amazing for them. They um, got Randall Cobb from yeah for his, his per his request. <laughs> and I mean they, I mean they've done everything pretty much, and they should. They've had the best team. I think they had the best team last year, and I mean he's played like an MVP, and then gets yeah, to the playoffs. Put up your first playoff game, you only put up uh, ten points. Yeah, like and I'm not, play. I'm not saying like the 49ers game was his fault. Yeah, but I mean he didn't it, play great, it, and yeah. if we're gonna get a quarterback, I mean love Aaron Rodgers, but like that's his knock is he can't get it done in the playoffs because that year that they won the Super Bowl. They had just a phenomenal team, top to bottom. Uh, the defense was amazing. I mean, they had Clay Matthews in his prom, and just everybody in that. And Charles Woodson, mm-hmm. lockdown corner man or like safety, whatever they were playing him at. I can't remember. Uh, but th- that defense was just so stout, mm-hmm. and the offense was amazing too. So it's. It's one of those things where it's like, all right, you have everything you really want and you request and I, you know, I'm not trying to whatever, but it, it's just, I saw the performance versus the Chiefs versus the Bills in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Really elite quarterbacks can make crazy things happen. And mm-hmm. for you to be at home 
in cold weather, you know, not saying that San Francisco is Los Angeles, but it's San Francisco is not Green Bay, you mm. know, in December, January time. So it's like you had everything going for you and to only put up 10 points is like, hey, you know, I think. Which they played in Green Bay. Yeah, they were playing in Green Bay. So yeah, it's like, and- you know, you're, it's not even like it's your second playoff game, you know, of the of the of that season. It's it's your first, right? You're coming mm-hmm. off a bye week, um, so I don't know. I think to me personally, uh, I don't like that trade. I think it's giving up way too much for players that you, one you don't even know is going to be here if they want to yeah. be two if they want to be here. It's going to cost a lot, and three you don't even know if they're going to be here, and it's going to cost a lot. You don't even know how long they're going to be here for. Yeah, so it's like. It it's it's one of those trades that might be accepted in Madden, but in real life it will not be accepted. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree to that. And you know, I just I think that people just need to stop with the QB speculations. I mean, I was one of them there for a little bit. I mean, yeah. I was I was still kind of heated recent yeah. like recent effect, I guess. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know, we need a new quarterback. I kind of stepped back from that, and I was just like, you know, we probably need to give him another year. Yep. No, that's weird going into his fifth year or fourth year. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, yeah, it is his fifth year, isn't it? Yeah, it's fifth year. Yeah, yeah fifth it's fifth year. year. Yeah. Pick up team option. Yeah, and it's gone into his fifth year. We, just, we need to see a little more out of him. But, you know, it's going to be a no-excuse year for Baker Mayfield. Um, and it's just smarter to keep that because everybody else you're going to have to go after to, to upgrade. You're going to spend a lot more money. You're going to have to give a, a lot more talent, picks, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it it about just be better just to draft a QB late in the draft or mm-hmm. sign a free agent mm-hmm. to back up Baker to get a little competition in there. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think that uh, that wraps up everything we need to talk about today. Huh? We, we got it all in there. So that's Heck awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. We got down with the Browns, baby. Down with the Browns. Gotta <laughs> love it. Yes, sir. And uh, just make sure you guys uh, follow us on all our social media and just like and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to race five stars you know hopefully we can get some merch out there soon man and absolutely uh, absolutely yes sir and uh, go browns go browns ready for steel ready to rave ready for fall ready to burn see us we come and we start and we laugh and we pass and we run and we touching it down Cleveland the city we grow we get it we've been through the ready we loving the browns never will chill never will lounge we are the dogs we are the hounds never the fierce we blew and we bleed so get on your feet cause we are the browns